0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode thirty one of Empty Betters. I'm your host, Harrison Scholes, and I am gonna to toss it over to my co host on my screen, Nick Manella. What's going on, bud? You're bopping.
1: Yeah. I, ready? I have something to keep myself, you know, sane, so
0: what'd you do this weekend?
1: Well, actually, today I realized how much I miss going to sporting events, like going like being in the stadium. I just miss that atmosphere. So what I did was I went Mm. into my basement and I got one of these bad boys, (laughs) light stadium bottle. And then I was like, you know, this isn't also that authentic. So then I ripped up a twenty dollar bill and I'm like, oh, this makes a lot more sense now. So yeah,
0: put it in the fireplace.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Um, nice. so just like, you know, it doesn't smell as bad. Maybe I'll like piss on my bathroom floor later to get the smell going, you know, like that lovely pee smell of being in, in the smells men's like, room. It smells stadiums. like cats. Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: Sounds
1: I rewatched,
0: nice. I rewatched the entire, the entire final round of the masters last year, all five hours. That's I mean that's just incredible television. I can plug I can plug the YouTube link cuz it was a little hard to find. Honestly, you wouldn't think it would be, but I rewatched the entire thing. Almost cried at the end. Um, I'm kind of yeah, getting through I just thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, last night, did you catch that Jordan 30 for 30?
1: So, I saw that, that come out. Like I did not So good. I didn't watch it, so like So good. I um my favorite 30 for 30 of all time is still the Duke Lacrosse one.
0: Oh yeah. That that actually was really well done and I I I guess like I like the ones that are old because yes. like I didn't grow up with it. And like yeah. we I was so young when the Duke stuff happened so I didn't really understand, but that was a really good one.
1: I remember that one pretty vividly because that was right around when I started playing lacrosse and uh, someone that lived in my neighborhood was actually on that team. Yeah. And that wow. was just I remember, that was wild. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: yeah no the the jordan doc was awesome i mean the first two parts if that's a glimpse of what all 10 parts are going to be like we're in for a treat oh, I it was 10 parts it's 10 yeah so it's they release two episodes two episodes every sunday night so it'll be broken into five different weeks and i think it, you can watch on netflix too
1: hey, and i have um i'm a hardo so i pay for espn plus so i think it should be there. <laughs> yeah.
0: um no it it was awesome i mean i'm gonna you know go go out to the public if you know me you already know this but i'm definitely on the side of mj over lebron i feel very strongly about this
1: yeah it's not Um, a question.
0: it's just so cool to see like i hate to use the words like swaggy but i'm fine i I don't want to use the word cocky because i think that paints the wrong picture but he was the cockiest person ever
1: yeah yeah he knew how good he was
0: yeah i mean he literally was bigger than life and like he, they go through, like, the shoe brand, and then, like, Larry Bird talking about him. And, like, Larry Bird basically said, like, yeah, he was, like, he was literally God disguised as Michael Jordan.
1: 100%. His, um, Jordan's boat uh fished in the White Marlin Open this summer. Oh, yeah. I don't
0: doubt it. I've read, um, I I think he is in the midst of building a golf course in North Carolina. Yep. And, like, there's, it's like, uh, it's like Beth Page where there's, like, a bunch of different courses within the, like, whole compound and on one of them it's like mandatory gambling
1: well it's him he's like biggest degenerate gambler of all time yeah i love it i also
0: have a newfound
1: respect for scotty pippen
0: i think he's the man yeah he's awesome so uh great doc if you haven't watched the first two parts um even if you're not a sports fan there is literally nothing else to watch and my twitter last night was acting like it was 1997 again so
1: that was all that was on twitter last night
0: yeah it was pretty cool so uh You know all you lebron sexuals you're probably gonna hate me but whatever (laughs) you know who you are
1: i completely agree with you
0: yeah so uh today we are doing our top 10 single season individual performances did i word that correctly
1: yeah like the best individual single season performances since the year 2000 did i include that yeah it, uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's like kind of like a wordy thing, but I think we're saying the same Bro, thing. My my brain is mush. Mush oh, I'm mashed potato city over here.
0: I need to get out of the house so bad. Like I I, I it's starting to get to me. Like I'm getting the itch. I want to record in person again. I really miss that. Um the next time we record live is going to be a shit show. <laughs> like,
1: I want to combine the two things I love most uh like to do outside of You know, my house, I want to sit at the bar at Razorbacks and record at the same time.
0: Oh, you know what we should do? We should do, um, let's pick let's like record on like a Sunday or a Saturday instead of a Monday and hit up Razorbacks first and then do the episode after. Oh, Jesus Christ. And that's when hockey will be back because before we hop into this, Wayne Gretzky is a firm believer that we will have hockey, uh, going into August this year is basically what he said to the media. So the great one says it must be true.
1: I that's that's the thing. I get he's the greatest player without question to ever play the game ever. No one will ever come close. I'm wondering how much pull he has in a situation like that. Like where is he getting that information from?
0: I can't say that, but I can definitely tell you he knows enough people that it, there's got to be there's got to be something that he knows that you know other people aren't leaking because of their role. <laughs> But he's allowed to leak it. You know
1: my fucked up head going like, I don't want to like let my hopes get up just to have the plug pulled again. Oh no, we're gonna have hockey this summer. Book it.
0: I, I'm telling better, you, I, I, I've I keep reading stuff that's making me think they're gonna do it at all costs, and they're just gonna have the, the players are gonna have to suck it up for the summer. I mean, it is what it is.
1: I think you know the thing that they keep going back to is that they don't want to do anything that's gonna affect like a full and complete uh 2020, 2021 season. And that's yeah. where I think that they could run into problems because it's such a short turnaround when you think about it.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't want to dwell on this too long because I know that um you know we're trying to keep the episodes a little shorter here, but uh two things that I read. One, they'll get rid of the all-star break and they just won't have an all-star game. Fine with that. Uh second, there won't be a one week delay for the twenty twenty one playoffs because usually after the regular season they, you, like, wait. you wait like a week or 10 days, they would cut that out. And I think I read that they would reduce training camp by a week as well. And maybe just like one or two preseason games.
1: Yeah.
0: So who like, knows?
1: I, like, I get that those are important, but that has to be, in my opinion, one of the things that should go first.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, something to keep an eye on. I am now a firm believer. I've been a roller coaster on this topic, but. I think we're going to have hockey and I think it's going to come back. Hope so. I don't I mean it's not going to be played with fans obviously. Um you know North and South Dakota and New Hampshire seem to be the neutral spots where they want to do all this so we shall wait and see.
1: Yeah, if they can make it work, this would be like huge. You know, I just I just hope it happens cuz I don't yeah. know what else to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't wait till uh I can't wait till football. I need something.
1: Yeah, draft is
0: on Thursday. Yeah, dude, can you imagine how many fuck-ups, like, what's the fuck-up that's gonna happen with some one of the GMs on, like, Zoom or FaceTime or whatever they're using? Well,
1: I saw Goodell, I didn't read, like, into this because it seemed like Goodell bullshit, but he said that they're, like, allowing them to pause the clock in case of, like, tech issues or in case, like, a deal's not going through or something like that, and, you know, I, I told my dad about that, and, you know, as a Pats fan, I don't think he likes Goodell very much, so he was like, <laughs> You know, he's like, doesn't that like take away the point of having a clock in the first place?
0: Yeah, sorta. Yeah. I, I read online it was like, who's somehow someone's gonna hack like some guy's IP address or network and you're gonna see like um, you're gonna see like the big ba- big black cock guy like <laughs> like on the screen or you're gonna see like Carol Baskin <laughs> or something. Like oh it, my God. something's
1: gonna happen. I'm I waiting have, for it. Yeah, you know, put some entertainment into that. I might actually watch it this year. Yeah. Well I was saying like I'm not a real big like
0: Draft junkie like I don't know I just I I I can't I get into it for the first round but beyond that I'm like eh you know
1: yeah I usually like I don't even watch the first pick I like wait to get the ding to see when my team's up and then I tune in
0: yeah yeah I mean that's that's pretty normal so um with cutting the pitter patter now we're gonna jump into our list so like we mentioned this is uh individual seasons uh from Players, not teams, players since the year 2000 are top 10 performances. Since this was my creative idea, I will nominate myself to go first.
1: Yeah, so that's fine. Won't, at, I don't
0: okay. <laughs> <you're gonna, laughs> this list is a little hard for me. There's a yeah. l- l- couple guys that I don't really want to put on here, but they're on here because, you know, this is tough. I'm a man of the people. So, yeah. Uh, number 10, 2008 2009, Mike Green.
1: Nice. That's a Thirty-one one.
0: goals as a defenseman, sixty-eight points in sixty-eight games played. Not say
1: that. Say that
0: first stat again. Thirty-one goals on the year as a defenseman. How many? That's did, didn't he go like nine games in a row with scoring a goal?
1: Eight straight, and that was the NHL record.
0: I don't know if that'll ever be broken.
1: I don't think it will.
0: I mean, I, we'll see. I mean, scoring's gone up since then, and we've got some pretty talented guys. But I could see like Quinn Hughes doing that. There's, there's never been a or camel car, true. Never been a thirty goal D man since the year two thousand. I think he's the only one. Yep. So pretty damn impressive for him. Uh, he's my number ten. Nice. Did he my win num- the Norris that year? I can't remember.
1: No, they gave it to Duncan Keith. Um, <laughs> jokes. Blackhawks player, of course. Um, my number ten. Tell me if you've ever heard of this guy, Peter Worrell. No. <laughs> no. Played for the Florida Panthers. This is in his 2001-2002 season. Ready for this? 354 penalty minutes.
0: Is that like the, is that like the highest since 2000? Yes. got to be. Yeah. yeah.
1: He had 100 more penalty minutes than the person who was second on that list.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And he averaged 8 minutes and 45 seconds of ice time a game. Okay.
0: So we I think we took a couple different directions here, but that is No, I had to put
1: that one in just because it's so That is impressive. Yeah. That is impressive. Holy shit. I'd love to get like step on the ice, it's like two five ten done off.
0: (laughs) You average eight minutes of ice time and how many was it? Three hundred and sixty penalty minutes?
1: Three hundred and fifty four penalty minutes.
0: Oh my god. Yeah, that is impressive.
1: When I was looking that, was- that up, I was like, I got to see how many other guys have broken the 300 PIM mark. And I think Barnaby might have been up there. It was like 306, and there was someone else who I forget. But those were the only three since the year 2000 to break the 300 PIM mark.
0: Damn. Got to find a picture of this guy. I don't know what he looks like. What a legend. Um, number nine, I'll give this man props too. You know, I'm a man of the people. Uh, This year's John Carlson. Nice. He was definitely on pace to break the defenseman points record since the year 2000. Uh, 75 points in 69 games played this season. Had they finished, probably would have gotten up to the 90 mark, I'd say. I think Uh, so. There was talk early on about the pace he was on to get to 100, which is insane. And he was by far and away the Norris this year. It wasn't even close which is typically a trophy that I feel is usually pretty contested. I don't usually think there's ever a it's, clear cut. It's
1: it's like between two guys always. Yeah.
0: So, so, um, yeah, I think Johnny Carlson has to be in there. I mean, I, I hate him with a passion, but what a season he had.
1: You hate him because he's good, though. It's not, you know.
0: Yeah, and he's a, he, he chirps a lot, too. So.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, when he, like, got cross-checked by Reeves in Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final... I've never seen anyone's like, he's like normally pretty calm and like mild mannered. He went yeah. sideways, like screaming at the ref. It was priceless.
0: Yeah, the switch, the switch flipped.
1: Yes. Uh, number nine, I have Marty St. Louis in 2012, 2013. So this was the lockout year. Yeah. It was shortened and he still led the league in points. He had 60, 17 goals and th- uh, 43 assists. And, you know, in a lockout shortened year for a guy that was, you know, getting up there, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's pretty damn impressive. Was he on the Lightning or the Rangers that year? Do you remember? I don't. I want to say
0: he was still. He was on the Lightning.
1: Yeah, he was still on the Lightning.
0: I hope I'm right on that, but I'm pretty sure because I think he got traded the year that the Rangers knocked out the Pens, and that I was in like 2014. I, I want to say
1: 2014 name. sounds right.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, that's a solid pick. I was thinking about that one. Uh, for number eight, I'm going to have 2011 and 2012, Steven Stamkos. Nice. 60-goal uh, season, the only guy other than Ovechkin who's been able to do it since the year 2000. Um, those are the only two guys, and they both only did it for one year, so I think that's a pretty damn good accomplishment. Finished the year with 97 points. Uh, I mean, what more can you say?
1: Exactly. It's I mean, got to be up there. 60 goals. Yeah, and that was a great Rocket Richard race. That came down to the last couple games.
0: Who I don't even know who the set was oh, it Ovi. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, number eight, I have another Tampa Bay Lightning player, uh, Nikita Kucherov mm-hmm. from 2018-2019. Uh, he had 128 points. Uh, that is 41 goals and 87 assists. I remember the question was, who was going to have more points, Kucherov or the Tampa Bay Lightning themselves? And he, I mean, he was just on an absolute tear that year.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, that was your number eight, correct?
1: Yeah. You know, yeah, I hate him. I hate his guts, but.
0: <laughs> uh, so my number seven is going to be 2003, 2004, Marty San louis Nice. Um, I'm a little by, uh, I mean, I, I like the lightning, I, or I used to like the lightning back then. I'm not as much of a fan now because I have family down there, but. Um, won the Stanley Cup that year, won the Hart Trophy. I mean, you know, saved, not that we're supposed to include the playoffs in this technically, but he also saved the series in the game six against Calgary.
1: Although Calgary did score in that game and it was never called and they should have won the Stanley Cup.
0: Probably. And I I remember that very vividly. And Gary Thorne was on the mic, I think.
1: Yes, he was, of course. God, we need to get him back.
0: I know. Uh, but I got 2003-2004 Marty St. Louis.
1: Nice. Uh, My number seven is a guy from this year, uh, you know, Leon Dreisaitl. You know, how high could this guy have gotten if we hadn't stopped? He was at 110 points when the season was put on pause. 43 tucks and 67 apples. I think easily was going to get to the 50-point plateau. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think, you know, definitely a guy that gets overlooked because of uh, you know, playing with McDavid, but I think this was really his coming out party. Where yes, a lot of those points are because he's playing with McDavid, but a lot of those points he was doing stuff himself.
0: Yeah, no, he he definitely had his coming out party, and I, I don't know, I, uh, I, I guess you could put him on there. I mean, I'm not going to argue it. I I guess it's hard to kind of like put closure on it, you know, like because yeah. you're not I mean, totally it's the same sure. Thing with Carlson there. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So. It was just impressive to watch, especially, you know, early on, like when he was, I mean, he was, he had a game where he scored four, he was getting like three or four points a night. Yeah.
0: I mean, I just think the Carlson thing, in my opinion, is a little more impressive because of the position he plays. Yes. I mean, we've seen guys get 110 points and I mean, it was a very impressive season, especially since he and Connor are basically the whole team. (laughs) But uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's a good pick. I wouldn't, I wouldn't dispute that um my number six i am going to have the 2006 2007 mvp Sidney crosby have to put him on there uh previous season the penguins finished almost dead last and then the next season sid came out with 120 points that year with his line mates being colby armstrong and ryan malone so not too shabby telling malone yeah um so given that you know he led them to their first playoff appearance since, you know, the Mario days. Um, his line mates weren't very good. I mean, they were good at their role, but offensively.
1: Like, he was a little bit more talented in the early days and then when he went to Tampa, but not, you right.
0: know. No, I mean, he, he was a solid player. It's just I don't know if he would be a first liner like, on no, most teams. But I don't think so. Leading them to the playoffs, 120 points. I feel like pretty deserving.
1: No, I completely agree. At 19
0: years old, by the way.
1: Exactly. Uh, My number six is one of my favorite hockey players to ever play, one of my top three defensemen to ever play, 2005-2006, Nicholas Lidstrom. 80 points, 16 goals, 64 assists, and he finished the year exactly, because he's Nick Lidstrom and he does everything perfectly, exactly at a point per game.
0: Yeah, it's pretty wild. I didn't know that. Damn. Damn. Yeah, that's a six season, and that's kind of similar to what the Mike Green season I mentioned, like with 68 points, 68 games, 31 goals. Uh, my number five, I am going to go with 2005-2006 Joe Thornton. Uh, that's a good. F- finished the year with 125 points. He made Jonathan Chichu a 50-goal score. If you're asking yourself who the hell is that, uh, one, that tells me how long you've been watching hockey, and two, go YouTube it. Yes. One-year wonder, probably the biggest one-year wonder of all time. I'm trying to think of someone who, I mean, he literally disappeared after that.
1: It, it was like a William Carlson year. Like, he scores 41 goals, and everyone's like, holy shit, like, where did this guy come from? Yeah,
0: and I don't even think he was that big of a,
1: pro- like, he, he wasn't a prospect. He was always one of the Sharks' better offensive players, but he was never, like, that good.
0: Right, he was like a third-line scored type thing, and then they put him with Joe and yeah. took off. So that to was put here,
1: the- he got traded, right? I'm sorry that was the year Thornton got traded from Boston to San Jose right
0: yeah that was the first that was the first year after the lockout where he was in San Jose
1: okay
0: uh to put things in perspective of his 125 points he had 96 assists that's insane (laughs) so just to give you a little background um all time Right, Most assists in a single season. The entire top 10 is covered by Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux. And then yeah. the the only other two guys to even crack the top 15 are named Adam Oates and Joe Thornton.
1: I think people forget how good of a setup guy Joe was just because of how long he's been playing. And if you're sort of like a, you know, you're going off like a little bit of a recency bias, he's obviously not where he used to be. Right. So... Um, I don't think he gets enough credit for that. And I I, I mean, I genuinely hope he gets a cup. He's not going to get one in San Jose, but I do hope he goes somewhere and gets a ring.
0: I just can't believe that the top 15 is literally Gretzky, 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 Lemieux, Gretzky, blah, 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 blah. And then you have Adam Oates at 14 and Joe Thornton at 15.
1: I mean, I I can believe it because if you took away every one of Gretzky's goals, he would still have more points than any player to ever play the game.
0: absolutely insane. It's just...
1: Like, I was talking to my dad about this the other day. It's, you know, everyone says, oh, how can you say a record will never be touched? That points record will never be touched.
0: Yeah, I mean, unless they, you know, make the nets bigger or something In like that. And soccer goals. Yeah. Okay, I think
1: that's good. So, number five, right? Uh, you're number five, yes. and Okay. Yeah. So, my number five is a goalie. 2008 2009 steve mason he had 10 shutouts in his rookie year a 916 save percentage a 2.29 gaa and went on to win the calder trophy and he is the last goaltender to do that wow impressive so everyone was talking about you know elvis this year coming into the league and you know flipping it on its head you know i remember vividly i was like who is this guy i was in like 8th grade coming out of nowhere in columbus and just lighting it up
0: yeah no i do kind of remember that they went did they make the playoffs that year i can't remember they might have maybe not
1: uh, i don't remember
0: yeah um solid pick i like the goalie pick uh my number 4 who which should have been number 1 um but i'll get into that in a second I don't think people realize this. Uh, The 2010-2011 Sidney Crosby was unstoppable. Uh, He. This was the year of the Winter Classic, where that fuck-faced David Steckle.
1: David Steckle.
0: Yeah. What did I? I said that, didn't
1: I? Incidental contact. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. I can't wait till that third. I'm fucking
1: settle down. Bullshit.
0: Oh my god. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I hate him I honestly I, Bastard man
0: if this wasn't in public like if this wasn't You know made to the public there would be a lot of phrases That I would be saying right now that I'm not going to Say on air because I'm a nice person And I'll forgive him yeah. um, But had that not Happened I don't think people truly understand Just how crazy This start to the year for Crosby Was he was averaging 1.6 points per Game up until the winter classic he had 41 games played and had 66 points. He was wow. On, he, he was on pace. Had he kept that pace for 131 for the entire year, which would have been the most since the year 2000 out of anybody. Wow. So Kucherov currently has it, but it would have been Sidney. Uh, I think the next closest person to him had like 50 points, and I believe I believe it was Patrick Kane at the time. So he was 16 points ahead.
1: I don't remember who it was, but I, I remember how pissed off I was that year because of how good he was playing. So
0: He he also was on um from October through December before the Winter Classic. He had a 25-game point streak, which was the most since 2000 until Patrick Kane did it, I believe, I think in the lockout year. Where there's think, a half lockout. Yep. He went like 28 games or something. Something like yep. that. Um, but this was literally the prime of Sidney Crosby's career and had he stayed healthy and David Steckle not been a fuckface He would have just completely shattered the Uh, record books and it would have been a season for the ages But you know can't have your cake and eat it too. So to David Steckle, I would like to say
1: Fuck you nice. I'll be sure to let him know Um, (laughs) My number four is Mike Green you touched on it, Uh, you know 2008, 2009, I remember watching these games. This was that year, I think I brought this up on an earlier episode, where he was using that blue Easton stealth twig and was yep. starting to run out of them. And then some fan in, I don't know, I think he's from Alberta, some fan up there who probably had like four of them, you know, buried in a closet in his ice shack or something, goes, Hey, I'll just send them to you. And mails an NHL player like stick
0: <laughs> yeah. used in the
1: game. I'm so glad uh, you
0: told me that story because that is incredible.
1: It's one of the best stories out there. Uh, I think, you know, just not only around the caps, but around the league. You know, you hit the nail on the head when you talked about 31 goals. That's insane from a defenseman. Just to perspective, the next guy under him in points, Andre Markov had 12. (laughs) So, (laughs) big drop off there. Uh, And as we mentioned, he did set the NHL record for longest consecutive goals, like goal scoring streak by a defenseman with eight, uh, eight games.
0: That's pretty insane when you think like the Bobby Orr era that Bobby didn't do that. I know, that's nuts. Like when scoring was just in like goalies were like uh I don't know, shooter tutors.
1: Exactly. So. Uh I think the guy that had it before him, I'm pretty sure it was a record going back to like the 70s or something.
0: Oh, I don't doubt it. I would be shocked if it wasn't. There's no way that was a recent thing. No. Uh my number 3, I got to give it to Nikita Kucherov. Um, you know, obviously The best player on the best team, arguably ever assembled. uh, Except for the postseason, but that's a separate conversation.
1: And the Red Wings team that they tied, but... Yes.
0: Uh, Most points in a single season since 2000, uh, with 128. Like I said, he was the best player on the best team, arguably ever assembled. And he had more points than his team had points, so that's pretty damn impressive. Yep. So I gotta put him number three. I mean, that was just an insane, insane year that he had and it seemed like he just had a point every single fucking game
1: i mean it's it's wild and then laid a fucking egg in the playoffs yeah well
0: you know yeah uh line up to three yeah
1: break out the tissues and uh jergens it's uh sydney crosby 2006-2007 120 points uh oh god i don't want to see this Uh, 36 goals, 84 assists. That's the number that stands out to me. Um, 36 goals is nothing to scoff at, but 84 assists is pretty damn good. 120 points. Uh, and as you mentioned, he was how old when he did that?
0: 19.
1: 19 years old. Yeah. That's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Um,
0: no, I not definitely not going to disagree with you there. So my number two and my number one, I have a very hard time distinguishing the two so it I would almost say this is more of a 1A and a 1B but I truly believe I truly truly believe that these two picks are non-negotiable and you probably won't have the same two as me which is fine because number one is statistically not like the best thing you'll ever see but I think it really was the most dominant thing I've ever seen so I'm going to start with number two my number two is 2007 2008 Alex Ovechkin. There's just okay. no.
1: So Six... I'll save you the trouble real quick. I have the exact same one at number 2.
0: Wait, so you have Oviat too?
1: I have Ovi at too.
0: Okay. I'm curious to see was... what
1: going to surprise you.
0: Okay. Um yeah. all right. So 65 goals unstoppable. I mean, this was this was vintage navy blue visor jersey tuck white CCM Vector tape like Fuck you, Alex Ovechkin.
1: This was when he was at his fastest, too. He, I, I have it
0: written down right here. He was the fastest player in the league, because now he's obviously slowed down a little bit, and he's a little chonkier than he used to be.
1: And uh, everyone else is. All these kids are so fucking fast anyways.
0: Well, well, that too. But remember how fast his feet when he was doing crossovers? It was like Same. and nuts.
1: Like when he would uh, just drag through guys?
0: Yeah. He was the hardest hitting forward in the league. He was the fastest forward in the league, and he had the hardest shot in the league. So all three of those combined, he was – it was the most entertaining player to ever watch, probably.
1: And I think he was like 20 or 21 when he was doing that.
0: Yeah, he was was 20 his rookie year, so it would have been 22, I think.
1: 22. Yep, you're right.
0: So, I mean, just an insane season uh 65 goals is obviously the most since the year 2000 i mean
1: is the only one that's gotten close to that
0: yeah so that was probably the closest thing we'll ever see to a video game player ever i mean literally just snipe dangle selly every single time
1: and you i mean you've seen the highlights it looked like everyone else was skating in quicksand yeah or on blades that hadn't been sharpened in two years
0: yeah no, it was it was nuts. I mean, I it again, truly just incredible. I I most entertaining person you could ever watch at the time, for sure. All right, so number one, I kind of want to hear your number one first. No, go ahead. <laughs> I want to get some hate for this. I know it, but it is what it is. Um, so I am gonna go with two thousand and eight, two thousand and. No, I'm sorry. Correction, two thousand. And 7, 2008, Evgeny Malkin.
1: Yep, I knew that was coming.
0: So that was the year that Sid went down with the high ankle sprain on January 18th against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I remember it like it was yesterday. Jesus (laughs) Christ. Well, it's my mom's birthday, so that's how I knew. Okay, I'll give you that one. But uh, I have never seen a player for a 40-game span that dominant. Just stats-wise, eye-test-wise... Everything his line mates at the time uh I believe were Eric Christensen and Peter Sikora. So not bad.
1: That's news to him by the way. He doesn't gather yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the second half of the season he it was the most dominant man of 40 games I've ever seen Uh Incredible, you know, obviously went to the final that year and lost but and he won the heart the next year but that was his coming out party and put up over a hundred points that season just carried the Penguins of the playoffs, willed it. Uh, Jordan Stahl, second line center, and he didn't do shit that year. So the team was truly carried by Evgeny Malkin, and, and I've never seen a player that dominant for that amount of games. I mean, I, I'll never see it
1: again. Honestly, you know, as much as I dislike him, that's a great pick. It's really hard for me to argue against that. Uh, my number one is actually two players that have been linked together ever since they came into this league. Uh, it's your Jesus and my Jesus. It's 2005 and 2006, Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin.
0: I, I was going to have this on honorable mention, but you, I actually was going to put top five and I was like, uh, oh, people are going to say this is too Crosby and OV heavy, but I fucking respect that because that's true.
1: Here's some numbers for you. Sid, Finished the year with 102 points. By the way, this is both of their rookie years. So Sid was 18, Ovi was 20. Yes. Okay, so Sid finishes with 102 points in his rookie season, 39 goals, 63 assists, and that's sixth overall in the league. Ovi finishes the year with 106 points, breaks the 52 goal mark or breaks the 50 goal mark with 52 goals, has 54 assists, and finishes third overall in points. And the only reason he didn't win the Rocket Richard is because Thornton was. Serving up bombs to teach you Yeah
0: no that's a Great pick dude because honestly That's still when old school hockey was a thing And these two kids literally Kids just came in and came in And just torched everyone I don't know I mean I don't know if we'll ever see another Hundred point rookie again I mean McDavid was Really close but the college I think he would have gotten there had he not gotten hurt Um but We haven't seen it since 2000 and that's, no, and for two so of rare. them to
1: do it in the same year. I don't know if we'll ever see that again. See, now I'm beating myself
0: up. I feel like I should have had that one, but I don't know. I, I was I was it wasn't either of their best career years, but for the age that they were, it's incredible.
1: No, and it was I think, you know, it wasn't like you said, it wasn't Crosby's best year, it wasn't Ovi's best year, but it was okay, these two are setting the tone for what this league is gonna be like for the next 15 years
0: and their teams were dog shit.
1: Both of those teams were horrible.
0: They were so bad because the next draft I believe I know the pay it was uh, the Taves stall Draft the penguins got stall at number two because they were horrible and that's when you guys drafted backstrom. I think Yeah,
1: Seventh or something.
0: Yeah, so I mean they were both dog shit. So to put up those kind of numbers
1: yeah
0: um, Just a couple more numbers for my Malkin pick 47 goals 59 assists And a hundred and six points that season when Sid was down and of those hundred and six points Are you ready for this in the last 40 games? He had 63 points Wow That's pretty nuts. That's nuts. So when I say the second half of the season, I'm not kidding. I mean, it was just incredible That's insane Yeah, it really is. So uh, that kind of wraps it up for our top 10. I already mentioned my honorable mentions I feel like Somewhere in there, Jerome McGinley belongs.
1: Yeah, he had a couple like ninety-eight point seasons where he won the Art Ross, but um, I think you know my honorable mention that I didn't put on the list. If I had to pick two, probably Gino and Jumbo.
0: Yep, I would say there might be a Brodeur season in there. Um, yeah, if we do playoff performances, that
1: is, And I did look because I, you know, I, I put Steve Mason on this list, and I wanted to put one goalie on here. Uh, you know, Brodeur had like I think he had a season where he had like. 15 shutouts or something ridiculous like that, but he played like 74 games.
0: Yeah um, that's, so that's wild. Know,
1: It's Marty. I mean the devil's depth chart used to read, you know, Marty Brodeur and then just we're fucked if he's not playing <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah uh, So that kind of wraps it up for our top 10 uh, I thought that would be a cool little segment for you guys I, I was intrigued by that and I like some of your picks. I think number 10 is an all-timer So what's that guy's name?
1: Peter Worrell? We definitely gotta post something about that. That's that's legendary. Four penalty minutes. It's like, dude. Yeah. What the hell? Like half your time is just spent in the box.
0: Yeah. Seriously. Uh, so for our hat trick segment this week, we are going to do shootout moves. Uh, yes. Favorite all time shootout moves. So, uh, Nick, I'm gonna toss this off to you first.
1: Number one, the most undressed I've ever seen a goaltender ever. I've watched this. I you know I've watched this video probably ten thousand times. I've tried to do this on the ice and almost killed myself. I've tried to do this in the driveway and almost killed myself. The Pavel Datsuk pullback move on Thomas Vokun.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah. Had, you, had I not let you go first, I probably would have picked that.
1: If you don't know what I'm talking about, one, you're a moron. Two, go look it up. Uh, all you have to do is type in Pavel Datsuk on YouTube. I guarantee you it'll be the first one that comes up. Uh, it was the Red Wings were playing, I think Vokun was on the Predators. And goes in, looks like he's going to go to his forehand and sends the goalie completely going the opposite way, sliding, swimming, just looking like, you know, a deer on skates.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, it's the best uh, description to give it. So I'm going to pick the Mike Ribeiro between the legs goal against the LA Kings. Where the guy goes, where the guy basically just creams himself. He's like, oh, cheeky, cheeky. Like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Am I wrong? (laughs) And he shushes out the crowd after that, too. And they're just, like, yeah. letting him have it. You ever heard any answer? Go like, oh, cheeky, cheeky. Yeah. That's a, I was so excited when the – I mean, first of all, that's a sick move. You have to have some serious balls to pull that off, which hot, – Hot take. I think it was an accident. I don't think he you, meant to do that. If you look at it, like, I can understand people saying that. And if you listen to the commentary, the guys are like, "Did did he mean to do that? You know? Yeah
0: going on but i think he ran out of room on the forehand and he just kind of like like panicked. just it just it was just like uh okay and it just happened
1: like i don't think he planned that i i mean if he did or if he didn't who knows but uh that's a, that's an all-time move he's got a couple that are just filthy
0: roberto was slick he was an yeah. underrated player
1: the caps had him for a little bit and then uh, I, I think him. yeah he fell on some hard times afterwards so i hope he's doing well now but yeah um, uh that's no that's a great one um my second one is gonna have to be linus Omark's shootout winner for the edmonton oilers in his first nhl game
0: the most unnecessary shootout move of all time
1: and i remember how salty everyone on tampa was after this happened like all the players were like dude what the fuck like you know this is a circus blah 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 i was like i loved it
0: that was actually his first game
1: it was his first game. Oh my God. Scoops up the puck at center ice and does like this dipsy do spinorama, goes in at like a hundred miles an hour, looks like he's gonna wind up with a huge clapper, stops it short, and just like slow-mo plays it between the goalies' legs. Yeah,
0: that was all timer. I mean, I, honestly,
1: I don't know. I
0: maybe I don't want to say the greatest move of all time, but
1: it's up there. I mean, he's got some ones outside the NHL, and I he wasn't in the NHL that long. That are just absurd.
0: Yeah. Uh, My second one. And this is probably my favorite one. The husey Jokinen move. The Forsberg move that he pulled off on Tim Thomas. I think it was Tim Thomas. Don't quote me on that. But it was against the Bruins. And he was on the Stars. And I'm just going to go with saying that Thomas is the goalie. Like, fucking flips after he's like, God damn. Yes, because they used to play together, too. Yeah. And Jokinen. Literally dragged him on the complete opposite side of the net. That's yeah, got to be the best. I
1: think everyone forgets this that he was probably the first really good shootout player. Yep. Like yeah. the first year of the shootout, he had this move where, based on how his stick was, all he would do is go backhand, forehand. And the way he would do it is just get it right under the goalie's blocker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, he went seven for seven to start the season.
0: Yeah, yeah, he he was ridiculous. I mean, he was definitely one of the best shootout guys of all time. Ovi was pretty fucking good when he started too.
1: Yeah, he's you know I don't think he's as good anymore, and obviously the goalies have gotten much better and had you know now starts. Ko- to- Kovalchuk, he was filthy. Money, yeah. money in the shootout still is. I would guarantee it. I mean, I you know it was him versus Oshi, and I guess you know Oshi versus Kovalchuk slash Datsuk in that you know, yeah. Olympic shootout, which is just, you know, I, I watch that if I ever, you know, need to get a little jumpy going, but <laughs> <laughs> hang on, babe. Let me put this. on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Give me 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I, swear, <laughs> I swear. I swear. <laughs> right. um, Sorry. My last one has to be uh, Patrick Kane. Absolutely abusing the poor Nicholas Backstrom, the then goaltender for the <laughs> Minnesota Wild, just mesmerizing him like a bug attracted to like a a light bulb, just back and forth, back and forth in front of him like eight times, and then just stashes it.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, it's the fact that that dude can move his hands that quick is just ridiculous. Like I, I, I've like tried to do that like in my driveway with like no one on me, and I, I'm just like, how the fuck do you move your hands shit, that
1: fast? Fucking, it's like a hundred feet away. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, My third one the OG between the legs Merrick Malik against Oli the goalie. It's got to be up there and the
1: Yeah, it was a great Sally great move I think that's one of the most iconic if not the most iconic shootout moments of all time. It sucks It was against my buddy Oli, but you know, oh Well, but that's that's a great one and it definitely deserves to be on these lists
0: Yeah, so uh, let us know what you think of our top three shootout moves of all time Uh, you know
1: and get these posted on social media so that way if you guys aren't familiar with them you'll have an opportunity to take a look and let us know what you think
0: yeah absolutely um so you know thank you guys obviously for listening uh i know we say that every episode but as you can tell things get difficult to you know talk about and it's just kind of boring right now and we're not really recording live so uh it's just kind of stale as is the whole world basically yep Uh, but we appreciate everybody's support as always. And it wouldn't be an empty Betters podcast if we didn't plug our merchandise. Oh, Uh, go check out the, uh, empty Betters store at teespring.com link is in our Instagram bio. And like I said, you know, just to kind of give you guys something to do. I mean, obviously you're listening to this, so you're probably somewhat interested in what we have to say hockey wise, but, uh, I'll take anything sports-wise now and I seriously recommend watching the Jordan documentary. It's it's really well done I'm gonna have to check that out because
1: I I don't know if you're a big NBA guy. I know you're diehard college basketball, but yeah more of a college basketball fan It doesn't help that the Wizards are just an abysmal franchise, but oh horrible Um,
0: But no, I mean I I kind of I kind of like pro basketball I mean, I've gone through phases where I was really into it and then kind of not into it So I don't really
1: have a favorite team And I certainly will watch like the the conference championship series. But I think just because it's on around the same time as hockey, like my attention is 100 percent focused on that.
0: That's the thing. So any input on the draft this
1: week? Uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where Tua goes, you know,
0: Joe Burrow, too.
1: Yeah, uh, I think think he goes one. I think he does. Yeah, I think so, too. So. He's from Ohio, so I mean, you know, the script just writes itself. Oh,
0: fucking it's <laughs> <is.
1: laughs> it's gonna end bad. I don't care where Joe, like Joe Burrow, goes as long as there's enough Coach O airtime. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, he's like he's my favorite human being ever. You know, I could watch him speak <laughs> for hours. Hey,
0: did you see that? uh, Did you see Lamar and Trump tweeted at each other? Yes, that was pretty cool. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, I don't, I'm not going to comment politically, but, uh, it's just so funny to see like people's reactions to like that, that like the memes of yes. the responses were just like,
1: <laughs> like, it was like, Oh it my like, God. It's a great example of how like stupid people are. It's like, yeah, I don't care who the president is and what political affiliation they are. If they tweet at me, I'm going to respond. They're the fucking president.
0: Yeah. That's what I say. I was like, so the president gives you a compliment and you're not going to acknowledge it. Like. Yeah. You know, I guess some people don't know what trolls means and if you don't know what Tro's means then you're not a real Lamar fan or Ravens fan, so get the fuck off Twitter. <laughs> Honestly, just get off Twitter. Uh, if you're actually like if you're actually upset that he acknowledged the compliment, I feel sorry for you as a human being. Yep. That's the internet. I don't give a shit what you think. So, there. <laughs> uh yep. No, I was that was probably the highlight of my weekend, so. I fuck it. I can't take it, dude. I'm losing it. Like I'm, I'm really starting to get like antsy, and I'm gonna regret saying this. But part of me kind of misses driving to work. I don't yeah,
1: know. Like you know, it was like something to do, I guess.
0: Something to do. Somewhere could,
1: to go. I don't listen to podcasts or music anymore.
0: Like I, I, I always do everything in the car.
1: Yeah, I've been listening to podcasts. Like you know, if I'm like, uh, since I'm at my parents right now, like I've been helping my dad cut the grass. So if I'm on the lawnmower. Like, you know, I'll either listen to music or a podcast just to pass the time, but that's about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it is what it is. And God, I really wish we, you know, had live stuff to talk about because I miss it, man. I really do.
1: Me too. Really it's do. Not, you know, like if this quarantine had happened and we still had March madness and NHL playoffs, this would have been the best thing ever. <laughs> right it went
0: from being the best possible scenario that like sports fans could have asked for to literally being the
1: worst to like disaster
0: yeah because at first we were all like oh they're just gonna play with no fans and we're gonna stay at home and we can watch this
1: yeah my mom said the other day she was like if you and your father had had sports going on right now she's like like if you two had march madness and nhl playoffs she's like you wouldn't leave the couch Wing stop would be delivered every day, and you two would bring a cooler into the living room and put it between <laughs> you on the couch. That's amazing. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Like, you act like that's a bad thing. Dude, you're making
0: me sad. I, 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 I sent you that link of uh, the 28 minutes of electrifying playoff goals. And yes. I was just watching. I was like, I kind of miss having that like anxiety on game day and not being able to sleep because I hate the Capitals so much or like. <laughs> Being so happy and so ready to talk shit that like I'm thinking of everything I'm gonna say the night of and I know that makes me kind of a shitty human being, but that's what I like get off on like I need that Psychopaths. I need that
1: energy. I need that hate. I need something I um I was messaging when they were rerunning the cup final games from the caps around the other day I was messaging uh, two of the guys that I went to the viewing party with inside cap one and we were talking about, like, what do you remember from that game? Because there's a lot I don't remember from that game, you know, not because I was loaded, but because I was, you know, like the adrenaline. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, you know, I said to one of them, "It's was like, all I can remember is one, we had to get there and sit through a Mystics game before. So we were in that arena for, oh, no joke, 10 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I would just remember, like, during the, like, right, the, the hour leading up to the game, and like the you know the entire game up until the caps took the lead i wanted to throw up like i felt like i was going to vomit at like any given moment
0: yeah dude i i've said it like multiple times to my family but when we went to um humble brag went to both Stanley Cup finals in the 16 and 17 years haha um 2016 we went to game 1 against the sharks and I can't even tell you how amped I was because when I was in '09, I remember it, and obviously I was a big fan, and I was in like middle school, but I couldn't really like appreciate oh, nine.
1: like seventh grade for you.
0: Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't really like appreciate it because I didn't realize how hard it was. Yes, right, like the Penguins sucked when I was a kid, and then when I got older and started playing hockey, I became like a way bigger fan, and. You know, I just thought, oh, like we have the two best players in the league. Like this is just going to happen, and we've gone to the Cup finals two years in a row. And then we went through a dark phase, and with all the injuries and stuff, it was a lot of pent up energy. Long story short, I oh, <laughs> lost my voice in the first period. Nice. I was screaming so loud that my head had so much blood pumping through it. I had to sit down for the first half of the second period because I couldn't stand up without getting dizzy. Wow. I was, I, I lost it. Like it
1: was bad. It was horrible. Um but it was worth it and this being an absolute mutant over, you know, a simple game, but it's the best. It is the best. It really yeah.
0: is. So also,
1: to anyone that says like it's you know, like you know, Brizgalov used to say, like, oh, it's only a game. Why you have to be mad? It's not a game when you're getting paid millions of dollars to do it. It's also why you're unemployed now. So yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, guys, appreciate you hanging around for the pitter patter. Uh, we will see you guys again next week. Nick, you got anything left? Nah,
1: I'm good. Alrighty, Well, without further ado, class dismissed.
0: Slippers set out for you I know you think that it ain't too far But I I hear a call of a lifetime ring Thought the need to get up for it
1: Oh, you cut out the middle man free from the middle man You got no time for the messenger Got no
0: regard for the thing.
1: Why you will not survive?